0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Well, Sean, if last year is any indication, or the past eight months, I should say, say, because in the past eight months, this podcast is completely undefeated in gambling. So true. This I could imagine true. that's going to carry over to week one. Correct. Absolutely,
0: I would say it absolutely will carry over.
1: And it did not, unfortunately, uh, at least for me.
0: I at least am still winning. <laughs> right so off
1: the bat. Great. Right off the bat, fat zero and three in your face from uh, your boy from your boy Johnny. Uh, one and two actually uh Mutt with an O and 3 Week Shine with a 2 in 1 week. Damn right. We're Muttless here for the Recaps podcast.
0: Yes, we are. And that's how it's going to be probably almost every Tuesday, uh John and I are going to bang this out, give you a little quick recap from the weekend. Uh the bad beats, the uh the good news, the 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 who done the, the whole nine, you know.
1: And as payback, Mutt has graciously invited Shine for a Shine and I for a spot on his show every Friday night. So, oh, definitely. we'll <laughs> talk to Mutt about that. We'll really start to bang it out with him on a Thursday's podcast where we will give you our week two uh picks but for now the recap of the first week big weekend for dogs this weekend sean i'm Ooh. not just talking about your barbecue on sunday
0: oh you're also not talking about the ones that go woof woof huh
1: nope definitely not those you're i'm talking, talking about, about the underdogs. underdogs the underdogs and they went i believe it's five and eleven against the spread underdogs this weekend what
0: do you, five the underdogs were like 12 and oh, four sorry against i spread.
1: i reversed them i'm dyslexic give me a break oh, okay I'm not dyslexic. They're 12-4 and four against we'll the spread that. this week. Yeah, no, I just I did the numbers backwards oh, okay. and got them extremely wrong. Yes, so you did. We'll you just did do it, that. Like the so, whole thing was wrong. So starting with Mutt. So Mutt was on the Patriots. I was on the Patriots. Shine was not on the Patriots. Shine was on the Dolphins. all yep. oh, we're, we're not really eating crow in this one because I know you and I, this is one of our biggest schisms heading into the season is our perception of the Patriots, our perception yep. of the Dolphins, our perception versus them, but you know what? Hey, Mac Jones went out there, and he didn't run alongside Damian Harris and make sure the ball stood in there, so the Patriots lost that game. Probably wouldn't have covered anyway, but that was an all-time bad beat from—not all-time, but, you know, Patriots are going to— It's a tough loss. If they they score that touchdown, they cover. Instead, Damian Harris uh, screws him and uh, fumbles the ball and had they gotten the ball back and scored a field goal, they wouldn't have covered. So it was essentially over at that point. We actually at
0: halftime of the Patriots game. We're doing a, a live halftime show with the uh, Gresh and Keefe program. Gresh, Keith, John, myself, uh, and we discussed... Well, Gresh, Keith, John. Yeah, because John was having internet, internet issues. Issue. I was sitting next uh, to a
1: router. Apparently, that wasn't close enough for them. It wasn't
0: working. But we, we discussed the game and how it would end up. I actually ended up thinking that the Patriots might win and just not cover. And I, I was I was almost pretty close because they were in the red zone. They were ready. If Miami had held them to three, it would have ended up being 19-17. to 17. I would have covered and been right. But, uh, I mean, ultimately, Miami covered. And I, I think that's kind of indicative of kind of where we're at here. I think Miami's defense was a little bit more aggressive, I guess. The Patriots just can't hold on to the football either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Patriots' defense played well, but they didn't play great. Uh, I just think Miami's defense played better than kind of people gave them credit for. Like I've been saying, I think they they were going to be a little bit better than people thought they were, and, and I think they showed that in this game. Mac Jones, They kind of held Mac Jones to not anything – Like deep, They kind of kept it all in front of them. Yeah, Mac Jones racked up a lot of completions and a a decent amount of yards, but Miami kept everything in front of them. They only let up 16 points. So they kind of did their job. I'm
1: super curious to see the, for once, I am like on the edge of my seat looking for the all 22. Side note, game pass, they changed it. It sucks now. It was good before. Put it back to what it was. Back to reality. I want I want the all twenty two because even if you pull up the next gen stats page and you look at receiver separation, that's only when they're targeted. Yeah. So it doesn't take it. That doesn't take into account like every single route. So I want to see from behind Mac a- Jones and see you know Jason McCourty is right here and Nelson Aguilar is right in front of him. Xavier Howard's here and Jacoby Myers like whatever it is because you know he I, I think his, his average uh, air yards attempted was six. Point five, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So he's going super low, and w- which is good. But but when it comes down to it, like I, I don't think Miami's front seven played well because we gave you the Damian Harris rushing over. That was that was halfway he there in the, in the first play. Half. Yeah. So so like that. Like I don't think their front seven played like phenomenally. The Patriots' O line also did not play as great as I think we were may may have the been expecting. The trip Brown injury
0: probably hurt a little bit. Right.
1: But so uh, but what what it comes down to, like Mac Jones played well with what that defense gave him and. I don't think there are many secondaries better than the Dolphins secondary that they're going to play the rest of the season.
0: So I I think that is sort of... I also don't think they're going to be playing a lot of better defensive coordinators than brian flores sure. i think mac jones is toughest matchup in the first few weeks of the season. it's actually gonna be the saints shockingly enough that's one of the bigger upsets from the weekend i think the saints defense is legitimately good still uh and so i think that might be probably his toughest matchup in the first half of the season but uh, this week brian flores he kept he played a lot less cover zero than we kind of expected uh but i do i agree with you i want to see the separation i want to see if it was a lot of zone it felt In game time, it felt like a lot of zones, and Mac was finding soft spot in the zones, but there wasn't anything deep down the field. Um, And and I kind of just want to be able to see that and kind of understand exactly what was going on there. But, I mean, ultimately, Miami came out on top, and... uh, and the Patriots are gonna have to rebound against the Jets.
1: What's the Patriots spread right now? Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Favored by eight. five
0: and a half going to the Jets.
1: Okay, we'll hit that we'll hit on that more. On, we'll dig Thursday, into that more on Thursday. Uh another one that you and Mutt were both on. So you had Jacksonville by three at the Texans. Mutt had the he had the over on the game, but then I believe separately. No, not he had the,
0: the Houston Texans team total Team under total, 20 which you, and a half. you
1: also bet, correct?
0: Yeah, I ended up betting um in real life here. Right. But like on the pod, I took I just took Jacksonville by three. Yeah. And that game was a total I can't
1: wait to bet against the Jaguars all year. Oh yeah. This, this is, is a, they're a disaster. This is what we Urban Meyer about. might
0: be done. Yeah. So Mike Lombardi was on Pat McAfee earlier today, actually, and even said um that he thinks Urban Meyer is already do, it just isn't gelling with the NFL lifestyle Yeah, and, and there was a report from a
1: Daryl like, Bevel being the head coach of that team would be the best thing that could happen to them I, I completely agree what, with you what, I think what, we, what we talked about preseason about the, for Trevor about the head coach having their way with the offense imposing their will on it you could already see it in game one Yeah, and it's you could it already be, see they're running the ball way too much if
0: Urban Meyer leaves that's a Daryl Bevel Brian Schottenheimer leadership on offense like that is yeah. exactly what Trevor Lawrence needs to acclimate to the I NFL know.
1: rest in peace Mac Jones rookie of the year future yeah <laughs> If, right? that happens, if Urban
0: Meyer leaves, you're kind of Trevor
1: Lawrence might throw for six thousand yards. And yes, folks, I did. Uh, I put my money where my mouth is on that one. I got he did. A, I got a couple. He sent us the
0: ticket. I, I got. A, I got a
1: couple nickels on that one. Uh, another one, Mutt had, and I also bet this. I didn't bet this on the podcast. I did bet it in real life. I gave it on the Grusha Keith show as well. Mutt was on the Philly Atlanta over forty nine. I was on Atlanta by three. Did you have any attachment to this game uh, at all? I
0: ended up betting. Actually, I went Atlanta team total over. I just felt like Atlanta was going to score a lot of points. They scored
1: six. Correct? They scored six. Oh, they, God.
0: In the first two drives of the game, first drive of the game, they get down inside the five-yard line, they come away with three. I was pissed. They should have had a touchdown. Second drive, they go down, they're inside the five-yard line. Penalty, penalty, and they end up with three. Should have had a touchdown. Matt Ryan made a bad pass to Mike Davis, which would have been an easy reception touchdown for Mike Davis, Um, but again, I mean, Atlanta just, they sucked. They were not good against a Philly team, but... To me, I mean, to Philly's credit, they looked good. They looked athletic. They looked fast. Nick Sirianni didn't look like a total boob. Jalen Hurts looks like a stud. So, like... There's good things about the Eagles team, but like I also can't glean too much from this just because I think Atlanta might be like we cannot fall. I will not allow us three to fall into betting on Atlanta again this year like we did last it. year. I can't I do it. We can't do it again. They're gonna I, have
1: one bounce back game. And I'm gonna be like, well, you know, I'm in on
0: Atlanta again. Like, and then I'll I'm be the, like, no, I can't. I'll be do playing it. the
1: hits in my head. I'll be like, well, you know, Arthur Smith, you know, yeah. play action. on uh, Matt Ryan, Calvin know. Ridley,
0: I, Mike Davis has been pretty good. Yeah, no, DeRon not, Harmon looks I, good. I can't allow us or our listeners to do that. So we have to officially, we have to like, we have to make a like a. Like not necessarily like a burn book, but just like a, a no-fly zone. Oath. A no-fly zone uh, of NFL teams to bet on, and the, the Atlanta waist. Falcons are the first team on that list.
1: Another one you bet. You gave this on the podcast. Seattle minus two and a half at Indian. You also grabbed an alt line for this yeah. after the fact.
0: I was all over Seattle in this game. I just early in the season, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett might be the most unstoppable. Quarterback receiver combo in all of football, mm-hmm. and uh, and they proved it. I mean, sixty nine yard touchdown pass. He uh, he had another bomb to Lockett. Lockett had two touchdowns. Wilson had four touchdown passes on the day. This Colts team isn't as good as people think it, or some people think it is. Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not that good. Um, I, and I, I just think the Seahawks team early in the season, like we said last year, they're going to be great early in the season. And then when Pete Carroll decides to impose his will, because they turned the ball over a couple of times, it might change. But I, I grabbed Seattle minus two and a half, then also grabbed them minus six and a half. Uh, so I was, I was all over Seattle here.
1: The thing about this one that I noticed though, is because we say the Pete Carroll imposing his will thing. I think he already is. Did you see the run? Did you see the run pass split in this game? It was fifty fifty. Yeah, not great. It was not. but, think, but Russell Shane Wilson, Wilson played said insane. He wanted to
0: do that. Like Shane well, Waldron said, he, said he said... wanted to
1: do it because when they hired him, Pete Carroll said, "You're doing it." True. I don't think. I don't think Shane Waldron wants but that. Shane again, Waldron wants known. to have Matthew Stafford throwing ninety yard darts to Cooper Cup. That's then what then again, Shane Waldron wants.
0: Shane Waldron had Russell Wilson throwing absolute darts down the field. Right, but like, but why don't you do it more? Balance.
1: Why would not you just do it more?
0: True, but they were also leading. They didn't have to, right? But so, so like so, I think I think like you go have to c-
1: run the ball more when you're leading. I That's think, how you lose games. I think
0: this week will be a better indication of it because they're going to be in week two. They're going to be at home for Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's a team that should be able oh, to score God. some points. So we'll kind of see. I'm how betting that every
1: Russ thing over. Oh yeah,
0: Tennessee's defense Tennessee's was garbage. Zachary I can't. So I said it to Rich and Grash on Friday. So like, bad. They, they, they're horrible. Literally, and they, can't they get pressure. They, they couldn't get pressure on Kyler Murray. They're not gonna get pressure on Russell Wilson. It's like
1: they had one like Kevin Byard's an all pro player. He's probably the only player on their defense, realistically. Then they have, and J- he got they have burned. Jack. Rabbit he Jenkins got burned by a touchdown. Point. Why is Jack where did this come from? I missed that story. Yeah, I don't right.
0: know. He changed his name in like the offseason or something. I
1: don't know. Yeah. So Seattle Seattle at home against Tennessee will be interesting. Next week we'll get into that on Thursday. Uh, you also grabbed San Fran, twelve and a half. Didn't give it on the pod, but you bet it.
0: <sighs> yeah, I went for the San Fran alt line twelve and a half, and I just it the worst bad beat of all time. They're up forty. 41 to 17. So you're up 24 points. Okay? You can allow a touchdown. No problem. That's fine. They allowed a touchdown. Went to 41-24. Uh, oh, oh, wait, no. Uh, the Lions went for two. It's now 24 to or, or 41 to 25, right? And so I'm like, okay, still covering. Not a big deal. You get the ball back. You kill the clock. No, the Lions kick an onside kick. And recover. And the guy who fumbled it, the guy who muffed it for San Fran was George freaking Kittle. Mm. So now, okay, okay, Lions get the ball. Just don't let of them all score. Of people. That's fine. It's like don't if let Master Hand
1: like dropped a pass or something.
0: I, I don't, just, just don't let them score. Oh, they're going to go down and get a touchdown. Oh, there's six points. Oh, okay, now it's 41-31. Well, those eight, eight and a half point, nine, nine and a half point betters all still cover the normal line. Nope. Lions go for two and get it again. And they lose forty-one to like thirty-three. It was the biggest bad beat I've had in a while. And I was I was in pure agony after this game. And so told o- me to take a walk.
1: The only other one that we gave on the pod that we need to address, and I, I may have had the line backwards on this, unless it like moved by a lot and I just didn't notice. I, I read it as Washington one point dogs at home against the Chargers, and by game time it was Washington favored by two. So it may have been, uh, they may have been one point favorites and then gone to two. I think they, unless there was a three point swing in the other direction, which I missed. So I
0: think they were one point favorites. I just took okay. you at your word when you said one point underdogs. But I mean, either way, L. A. won this game outright. And right. They it was just uh, LA, I, I do think I, think I
1: do think it's a case. I, I do think if Fitzpatrick Fitzmagic doesn't go down, they win. But now Washington this immediately this immediately messes up the NFC East. Oh, because yeah, because now,
0: Philly is 1-0, and then... Philly's
1: 1-0, and they look good. Their yeah. defensive line... Like, Atlanta's... I'm not saying Atlanta's the best O-line in the league, but they're a top half of the league unit, and... Philly's uh, defensive line had their way with them,
0: and now the Cowboys get the Chargers, who, by the way, looked really good against Washington. Mm -hmm. Even if even if Fitzpatrick had stayed healthy, I don't know that Washington wins that game because a lot of drop passes too. Yeah, Justin Herbert looked great. He was targeting Jared Cook a bunch. Uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both looked awesome. Uh, Austin Eckler looked pretty good. Raeshon Slater though, that's the guy that stood out. You 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 had mentioned all offseason you weren't confident that their offensive line changes were going to pan out. Sean Slater looked. Really good week one against the Washington football team. Uh, but we're still kind of questioning how Joe Lombardi is going to do as the offensive coordinator there. So that's kind of remained to be seen. Right. But I, I am a fan of this Chargers team. I think they look good.
1: And the only other two that uh, I bet in in real life didn't give them on the pod, but I, gave, I think I gave Denver on Gresham Keith though. Broncos are a team I'm going to love to bet yeah. on this year. It's They're, they're going to the be good. Teams.
0: They're going to beat all the bad teams. And then against the good teams, they might have a shot, but generally they'll probably just cover and lose.
1: Like if they come in with a good, with, if there's a if there's a touchdown spread, Broncos, Chiefs, I'm taking Broncos. Bet. Yeah,
0: I, I get that. Well, because like, I think it's week three. The line already came out, and it's uh, Chiefs, Chargers. And the Chargers are getting seven and a half points. Like in the games like that, I'm probably going to lean underdog just because it's so many points. And I think a lot of those West teams, I mean, AFC and NFC West, by the way, John, all 1-0. Eight wins by the AFC and NFC West combined right now. Uh, So those games are going to be good-ass games to watch. Those are two uh, divisions that are going to be very good in football this year.
1: And then the only other one here, Carolina and the Jets. I took the over on that. Yeah, tough. Some of my edicts I'm going to abide by the next few weeks is I'm going to be very cautious of uh, teams going on the road. Yep. Probably rookie QBs more than I should be. Not necessarily Mac. More so Zach and Trevor. Um. That was that was a. Looking back, like I was like, what the hell were you thinking, man? And the thing is, I and I actually wrote about this going to the website in the morning. Zach Wilson really didn't play bad at all. And he actually, I was surprised with how like poised he looked the entire game. Yeah. When there was, with a shitty offensive line. There, there were free runners at him all game. I don't know how he did it. I, I am either. astounded by, again, wrote about this for tomorrow, Mike LaFleur's use of play action was abysmal. And what tipped me off to this being the possibility is when Matt LaFleur went to Tennessee, he, like, did not use play action with Marcus Mariota. And when he did, Mariota's splits were insane, but he just, like, refused to do it. That was the one year in between when he left Sean McVay, he actually got to call his own plays for a year and then got hired by the Packers. He didn't really do well that year either. So I'm like, all right, is there – when him and his brother talk to each other, are they like, hey, you know, this play action thing? You really need a good QB, or you really need to go to or like there's something there where they just they just don't agree with McVay and Shanahan on it as far yeah. as as far as the way it's used. Zach Wilson, they it was they they ran through 20 passes, 20 dropbacks in the first half. Uh, sixteen were not play action and four were play action, all of which were incomplete. One went for an interception. I think it was off the receiver's hands, though. But like early in games, you got to use that more. And if to. they don't, if they don't against the Patriots too, then it's it's really going to be telling. And that's why I'm I may be looking to bet against the Jets until I see that uh go go in another direction. Only other thing: Shines Sunday Night Football. Uh, I had no money on these, but I had a couple. I put them out on Twitter. I had Baltimore. I had the under, which is Night a Football. tough look. Or sorry, Monday Night Football. And uh, I had Derek Carr over one-half interceptions. And, uh, got and, lucky on that one. And I got lucky on Brian Edwards, three-and-a-half receptions. as also well. Also got that in overtime. the car. The car one, one, it's like, if it's ever 0. .5, I feel like you should probably take it because it's a good bet with how bad that O-line was. Derek Especially Carr played great. because he's going to be
0: throwing. Well, he played great in the second half. Right. And they're going to be throwing a shit ton mm-hmm. because, A, their offensive line bad, and, B, their defense isn't great. So they're probably going to let up a decent amount of points. Derek Carr is going to throw the football all, he, he all the time. He was under a
1: lot of pressure. And there, in past seasons where he's, like, consistently, Consistently been under pressure. I know in seasons where he, where he's had a good O line, he's, he's good. been he's good but under when, pressure. I mean, but like when like it's any quarter play, under, like Zach when, Wilson, yeah, like when
0: you have free runners coming at you all night, you're gonna you're right. gonna play bad. Like that Patrick Queen play uh, in particular. Gresh brought it up on Gresh and Keith Queen. Totally duped Carr. Carr didn't change the protection. Queen came in on a delayed free run, basically, right at him. And mm. so Carr just has to, like, throw it away. And so he's, you're going to see that a few times because of how bad that offensive line is.
1: And lastly, we got a couple minutes. so Let's get into Thursday Night Football lead. we got the Giants. Uh, 3- oh, before point... we get
0: to Thursday Night Football, yes. hit on Sunday Night Football, which you skipped for Monday Night Football, was Rams-Bears. I was all in on the Rams, eight and a half. Uh, I, I wagered quite a few shekels on that game, which kind of helped me out in the long run of the day because uh, I missed a few. uh Stop earlier in great. the afternoon just
1: the, awesome the narrative on his career is going to flip so fast and all Those these people darts he
0: was throwing were awesome
1: people will finally understand the word system is not a negative thing nope it's that's what it is yep. you need to have that so on uh, Thursday night though you've got the Giants at the Washington football team Taylor Heineke getting started in face of Ryan in place of Ryan Fitzpatrick
0: football team currently favored by three favored by
1: three over under 40 and a half Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke's touchdowns over under one point five. You get the over. There's good value on both of those.
0: I actually like the Heineke over there. I don't love the Daniel Jones over. Giants defense is sneaky good too. People people say like Keith
1: yesterday. You just say the word Giants, and I guess that means the whole team is bad. No, the defense is good. I
0: mean, so uh, up into prior to the Melvin Gordon seventy yard touchdown run, which was bogus by the way. It just like just ran it's an outlier it's, yeah. a, it's a garbage time outlier number if you take all the other rushes i think the giants had held the broncos combined running backs of gordon and williams to like 24 carries for like 80 yards they were holding them to like 2 3 yards a carry like it's 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 insane Uh, how they were playing, and and so I I think the Giants' defense in general is going to be pretty good. I think that's going to be a very low-scoring game, which is why that over-under really kind of scares me, because it should be right around there. But I may even go under 40, which is crazy.
1: And before we get out of here, uh, tweet us your beats. Tweet beats. Tweet bad beats. Bad beat tweets. Yeah, bad beat tweets. Bad tweet beats. Tweet us those. That's Sean Time at J. Mutt will be back with us on Thursday for the Week 2 Pod, uh a couple other podcasts on this network that have dropped podcasts in the uh, last 24 hours. What is one of them?
0: That would be hashtag dork. They just did a podcast on the, uh, the all the PlayStation news, all the new PlayStation games that are going to be coming out. Venom trailers, and Spider-Man 2. Yep, as well as the uh, teaser for the Wolverine game made Ooh. by the same people who have made the Spider-Man game, Insomniac games. So that's going to yes. be awesome.
1: And on that, and you have the SkatePod. Brian Bridget Scott talked to Andrew Raycroft about many things, including his own career, Tuca Rask, and the ticking clock of Patrice Bergeron with one year left in his contract contract there. We'll be back for your week two pod on Thursday. Shimes it by.
0: See ya!